2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawks
2: and
0: Andy
1: Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, it's transfer deadline day, so we were, understandably, well, we yeah. weren't just transfer heavy, we were transfer saturated. Um, <laughs> so if you don't like transfers, you might as well turn off now. But um, hopefully not, because we had a bit of a chat. We strayed yeah. into some other areas. Uh, beyond deadline day, we were joined by part of the uh, furniture. Really, on deadline day for us, uh, Richard Cracknell, podcaster and uh, Spurs legends host. He sits outside the Spurs training ground for us every deadline day, for no apparent reason whatsoever. No reason at all. Um, Kev
0: Hatchard, though, he, he was, was very gave good. Gives a rundown on some of the players coming in. That's yeah. yeah.
1: If you've uh, oh. bought from Europe, then uh, Kev's your man. So you'll hear from him. So uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon,
0: Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And, uh, of course, the big story this morning was Cristiano finally signing. And I was thinking about this. What number is he going to take? But He's either got to persuade Cavani to give him seven, CR7, so he can fit with all his merchandise. It could be 23, like Jordan. Mm. It could be 24, like Kobe. But I worked it out. It's going to be 66.
1: as his mum's age. Is (laughs) it? Really? The other story I heard this morning uh, was... Dan James wears twenty one, doesn't he? Mm. And uh, apparently, and Cavani wears twenty one for Uruguay. So it's if Dan James goes, it's a shirt number he wouldn't be too upset with because it's his national team one. And that will work. I I think this is what I was hearing today. But obviously, from a marketing point Mm. of view. There'll be a little bit of pressure on Cavani to. I mean, he's within his rights to say no. I think they do have to clear this with the Premier League yeah. as well. But, you know, it's a huge marketing thing with CR7. So um, I'm sure they'll do the right thing. I'm sure Cavani would not be that petty. If he can get what he wants, it'll be fine. He's got 336 million Instagram
0: followers. Yeah. It's the world record, Cristiano. Mm. Like, it's so bland. I looked at it. It's just like nothing. You think, what What do these people get out of following? What would you like that? him to do then? Well, on I mean, there? More than he
1: does, <laughs> which is you nothing. They do, like. Like sort of, you know, he's in bland. the other room. You don't putting he, words in um, yeah, he, Boris Johnson's <laughs> mouth. He wanted to do a little bit more yeah. of that, do you? But you don't
0: hear really him speaking when you read it. You think, oh, I don't know, who's wonder who's written this? But never know. Who knows? Even his girlfriend's got twenty-seven million followers wow, and her okay. own
1: reality show. Oh, tremendous! That. Yeah, That's um, everything you've
0: ever wanted to know about Cristiano.
1: You, um I understand you've become a bit of a TikTok sensation. You were telling me, see, you're so down with the kids, Andy. You were showing me a video earlier on of a yeah. kids doing one potato, two potato yeah. with themselves um, to a bit of Korean music. And uh, <laughs> apparently it's sweeping the nation, although it our is. cub... Uh, I know. I can't believe we didn't know, you don't
0: know anything about it. He, it's,
1: he, it's things that, it's
0: another thing, questions I've been asked. So people right. sort of, you know... like I don't know, things, three things that people always ask you, could be various famous people mm. or not, and they'll do it to this kind of dance.
1: And, and, you've, and you've done your own, have you? To not up, yet. Keep I'll up be, with uh, the kids. I'll be doing it, uh, maybe tomorrow, actually. I practicing. I've always loved the idea of you becoming a TikTok sensation. <laughs> it would be great That sort of... <laughs> just in some weird parallel universe, you get 33 million followers watching <laughs> you, do, watching you do that. Now, um... Uh, your your club—they're uh, going to do any business today? Looks like the Kunde thing's not going to happen. No, Sevilla well. just put a statement out said uh, it wasn't enough money, and Jules is staying with us. But you're not fussed. You've got enough centre halfs. Enough
0: centre halves, and what they need—I said this before the window started—they <clears> need another midfielder. Yeah. But letting Gilmore go—you've already seen. Kante's missed two out of the three games. And it's a problem. It's a problem yeah. for Chelsea because if you've only got three that can play in that position, when the two, when one doesn't play, the other two have to play every game and that's mm. not possible and they get tired and it affects the team. So they need a fourth midfielder. And I'd like to see Soundeguers yeah. come in, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, he's a good player.
1: We were chatting earlier on with me about um, uh, Loftus-Cheek and uh, it's got a bit quiet on his front. No one's really but talking about a his low I you know it's, oh, no, not, it's not his position, you know, but as a player... It's strange. Isn't it? He's not quite trained on with Chelsea, and there aren't that many takers. Maybe on a loan deal no, because difficult. of his wages. Yeah, you know, he
0: has a strange attitude. It's a shame <clears> because he's got. He was playing so well before he got injured. Mm. But it's a, it's a bit like Conor Gallagher. I mean, he looked great for Palace, didn't he? Yeah, he's, I think he's going to be a top Premier League player. But the trouble is, they've all got Mason Mount in the way in yeah. that position. So. Are they going to surpass him? That's that's difficult. So, yeah. yeah. But for Palace, he's done, I thought he played two lovely goals, actually. Uh, well, on to the Daily Star for bringing this particular story back to sport. I always like it when somebody takes something <coughs> outside the world mm. of sport and brings it in. This is the world's most expensive painting it's Leonardo da Vinci's Salvador Monday. Yeah. Uh, it sold for 327 million, 220 million more than Man City paid for Grealish. What's that got to do
1: with it? <laughs> is it the size <laughs> of four football pitches? It's not my favourite yeah. painting. Anyway, I don't like Monday. Yeah, oh, there we go. Oh, thank you very God much. Birthday spread. You gone a bit early. Gone early. Yeah. I'll be keeping <laughs> a close eye on events at Molineux. Uh Richard Crackers Cracknor oh, as yeah. always. He often gets himself outside the Tottenham training ground. He'll be looking for Ruben Neves and uh, yeah. Adama Traore being smuggled in in the back of a four <laughs> four by four. Not going to happen, of course. Good start
0: for Spurs. though. good start. Yeah. To the season. Yeah, though.
1: it was. Um, it, I thought. I thought actually Watford looked all right. I think. I think they'll be okay based on what I saw. So mm. uh, you never quite know. It's very early. But it days. was a very
0: interesting piece by Neil Custod he's a big fan of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And the record, his record is as good as anybody. But for me, I'm, I just don't see it. The last two games have been so fortunate, United, though. They, they were lucky to win that mm. game, on, on, they only started playing for about Sunday, the last yeah. 20 minutes. And the week before against Southampton. And you just look at that squad and you look at the players they've got and you think, I mean, he should be. Well, look, he should be winning the league yeah, with this. And, this and, thing. and
1: they've brought in Cristiano to get on the end of stuff. It was interesting the Telegraph looking at the ways they might play. Mm-hmm. The most obvious being him as a lone striker, I guess. But they've got him. As a striker in a two with Greenwood, and they've got him in a three. I mean, as I a hope winger. are not
0: planning to press anybody. As though. a winger. Seriously, because
1: yeah. you look at his stats on pressing for you, they're not, not great. No. But mm-hmm. that's not. I mean, his game has become. He's he's a fox in the box. That's what he does, and he's very yeah. really good at it. No, no, so, he's good at it. Yeah. But uh,
0: I'm not sure about that
1: one. We, we shall see. see. We shall see. Um, yes, um, uh, my club done a little bit of business. Emerson Royale. Some people will be happy with Emerson Royale. Others will want Emerson Royale with cheese. That's. <laughs> (laughs) That's just the nature of it. The other big story of the day is from the world of tennis, of course, and um, the comfort breaks taken by Sitsipas that so upset Andy Murray. The only thing is, Mm. if you were writing a poem about that game, the only thing I can think rhymes with Sitsipas is the reason why he had to take all those comfort breaks (laughs) in the first place. Otherwise, it could have been embarrassing. I have to to think
0: about this one. Yeah,
1: okay, give that some thought. What (laughs) rhymes with Sitsipas when you... No, no. Okay, I'll, I'll get producer, it in about five minutes. Looking at me. Okay. No, it's
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll all we'll all oh we'll be I'll be laughing like that tonight
1: yeah. at ten o'clock. <laughs> about ten o'clock, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you think, of course, that's what he meant. That uh, I'll be handing out a, a leaflet at the end of the show yeah, the in first, case you're not one quite of the first sure. times I ever met you.
0: You said something very funny to me. I can't <clears> mention on air, mm. but I was still laughing about it at ten o'clock at
1: night. Really? <laughs> yes. Was there a- we should remember what it was. I've I know, never been that I- funny since. <laughs> so anyway, we're right around the country. we got our reporters all around the country. Uh, Dan Windle and Alex Crook, uh, they're here with us as well. They'll be popping in with regular updates on what... You won't miss a thing, basically, this afternoon. We'll uh, keep funny you in enough,
0: touch. It was, it was on deadline day, this particular comment. Oh, was it
1: really? It was about a bloke <clears> moving <throat> from Hendon, if you remember. remember? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, you tell, tell me you in the break, because it be- sounds like it probably isn't for broadcast. <laughs> no. Anyway, what rhymes with Sitsipass that will make you keep going to the toilet? and it's a poem. No? No. <laughs> tell me in the break. I'll, I'll tell, tell you. you in the break. I'll tell you about the bloke from here. There's a couple of <laughs> listeners out there on the way then shouting it at the radio. Of <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't Yeah uh, Okay So that's all happening We are going to be Finding out a little bit more About some of the players That are coming in From around Europe As we said We'll find out a bit more About Odson Edward And for those That haven't seen him Play for Celtic Palace fans We'll find out more about that um, we, well, We've got loads We're just going to be Right around oh, the country yeah. All the breaking news <clears throat> As it happens, all the transfers, to see all the rumours. Leicester
0: did, I'm fascinated by Brendan Rodgers. Uh, after that game, I thought they were a bit lucky against Norwich, actually. I thought that goal was a. <clears> I could see why they disallowed it, but it was a shame because Schmeichel was never getting that header anyway, even if the bloke wasn't standing in front of him. Yeah. But uh, he said, three o'clock kickoff, Carrow Road is always difficult. And I was thinking what difference not is that really? it's not the burner bell, is it with respect <laughs> no, I mean you know what's
1: the difference with that at 7.30 7.45 kick off on a Tuesday it's the white heat of <laughs> uh, Norwich you've been to you've been to the Coleman's mustard shop at three o'clock it's just something about Norwich at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon that's Pete Norwich I didn't get that uh, Sits sit a pass. Think about it. Anyway, um, Dan Wendell's going to kick us off. Phil Smith, the top football agent, will be with us as well. I've just seen him Bappy at the Bat and Ball Boozer in Westfield, says Nick, the Spurs fan. Could be West Ham, though, and Bappy for West Ham. Just yeah. seen him Bappy grabbing a spot of lunch at the Big Baps Burger Van up the road from the Etihad in Manchester, says Phil in Manchester. Thank you, Phil, for that.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
1: Very good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We are right across Transfer Deadline Day. We're back around uh, the UK. We'll get your scouting reports. If you've signed players from uh, Europe, Kevin Hatchard will be joining us in this hour. And Alex Crook will be popping in to bring us up to date with all the deals uh, that have happened and the ones that uh, could happen. Say so we're in the Midlands, in Manchester, on Merseyside, etc., etc. We'll look at the EFL and the company of Ian Danter later on. And uh, yeah, you won't miss a thing It's it's uh, all happening We're expecting quite a busy late afternoon, evening It looks like Mbappe is not happening If you heard no. Julian Leron, a French football expert uh, With Jim and Simon a little bit earlier on um, that he's, he's quite into playing with uh, Messi Yeah, I um, well, he can understand that And also he's, happy he's, to stay. he holds all the
0: cards, doesn't he? So if yeah. he goes next summer or he goes in January
1: yeah, and, uh, you know, Real Madrid, it kind of works out for them to say, look, we did our best to try and sign mm. you, but they wouldn't do the business. It is incredible, though, that, that there is very few other, other businesses that would say no to 130 £140 million when they know they're going to get nothing for the player in seven, eight months. But I think the owner going you know, to afford They can, it. well, yeah, exactly that. They're the in thing, a position yeah. where they don't want to lose face no, no, um, and they don't want to get less than they paid for him. But he will go to Real Madrid next summer, definitely, but it's probably unlikely to happen today. Thought Varane looked good for him. He like, did, yeah. yeah but yeah, that wasn't. I mean, that shouldn't have been a surprise. It was a lot. No, of, he's a good player, <laughs> you know. I mean, blimey, he's, you know, played for Real Madrid. There was a lot of people saying, "Boy, he's going to take him a while to adapt." But well, why? You know, he's no. played in World Cups for goodness' sake. Yeah, he's a good player, definitely. Anything else you want to talk about, Andy? Uh Yes.
0: Uh, can I just hope that Anthony Taylor never referees the Chelsea game ever again? Oh, okay, fair the enough. The stats are unbelievable. Eleven defeats. The most defeats are out of the top six clubs, you know, the big clubs sort of thing. Yeah. Being refereed by Anthony Taylor, 11 defeats for Chelsea in that section compared to sort of like six, seven for the others.
1: You do get situations, don't you? As you had with Mm -hmm. Howard Webb uh, with Spurs for a period when you saw a team off. And you don't mean to because you Mm. go in making decisions in the right way. But sometimes you just have a run of games against the team and you manage to saw them off. We know from Howard's book that that it got to him, you know. And I think it probably does get to Anthony Taylor. He probably thinks... Oh, Gold Chelsea again. Maybe he needs to have a break from I mean, a while. it was definitely
0: a penalty. It was, but, yeah. You know, no question about that. But I thought it was not. It wasn't like Suarez against. It's a stupid rule. This rule as well. Because yeah. I mean to it's be fair, double jeopardy. It, it, you already get a goal if you get a penalty. That's a goal-scoring opportunity. That's yeah. why they changed the rule for the other yeah. rule.
1: And there's yeah. an attempt to to clear the ball yeah. without a, he tra- an illegal part of it the It wasn't ball. a Suarez yeah. against Nigeria. It no. Wasn't a save. You know, it wasn't. No. But it's not really the ref's it fault. It's no, not it the official's fault. It's, though, a, it's a. It is not a great law which doesn't particularly help but uh, it was a shame because it was a
0: really enjoyable game until it happened and then it just became attack versus Chelsea did brilliant in the second half but it was just attack versus
1: defence yeah it was it was It was a great watch though I mean it was intriguing for the neutral to watch that um, you should have put bibs on at half time because you knew exactly what was going to happen <laughs> it's true did you know did you know that the expression Gordon
0: Bennett it's actually named after a bloke. There was actually originally a bloke called Gordon oh, Bell. It's I QI. Knew this. The only reason I know this is I mean, because I'm, there was a balloon race yesterday. Hmm. Uh, it's a hot air balloon race. Yeah. And it's called the uh, Coupe aeronautique Gordon Bennett, and it's named after Gordon, who was a oh. bit of a lad, Was he? Apparently. <laughs>
1: yeah. Gordon Bennett was a bit of a lad. The concept was
0: that. founded in 1906 by the Playboy newspaper tycoon who inspired the expression Gordon Bennett with his scandalous behaviour.
1: Uh, it's probably a phrase that doesn't get used. I doubt if anybody <laughs> in our control room, kids of a certain age... Do you ever said Gordon I look Bennett? look at our, our producer, what is he, 12? He's t- <laughs> When's he ever used the phrase Gordon Bennett? Well, he yeah. like, this is us. I don't get that. Oh, okay. <clears> that, <throat> yeah, this was the TV show that developed an opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the, our our boy producer, very moved by the show. Ben Fletcher on the news uh, says it's the best thing he he watches. You're Su- not having it, Andy. Su-
0: I watched the first three series. Sue loves it. What channel is it. it? What is it on? Amazon. Amazon? Amazon. Okay. Yeah. But it's
1: just, it it's,
0: the techni- the style of it is, what's going on currently. Uh, with flashbacks. Okay. So, but they keep flashing back to the same bits only like 10 minutes later. You think, oh, how many flashbacks can you have? I don't know how they've worked six series out of it. I got so <laughs> bored with it anyway. Well, uh, the are. producer, Con- the senior
1: producer, is not in today due Ooh. to a 4 0 thrashing. Well, he, he claims to be ill, but his team talk United were humbled by <laughs> Ben Fletcher's uh, <laughs> woken. Four goals to nil and his feigned illness. Yeah. His feigned illness, so he doesn't have to face him because, yeah, that's a fairly intense rival and uh, some
0: top work on the uh, by Star Texas here's this one some Arsenal players have been invited to appear on the BBC quiz show pointless this is in capitals yeah you should be on witless
1: mate <laughs> there should be a game show called Witless that would be fantastic Man, we could get a hosting gig on that um, some good news apparently coming in from Zoran um, yes something to smile about Arsenal fans legend spotted Nicholas Bentner Greg's in Islington a uh, few people uh, another one here from Woody says I've just seen Thomas Brolin grabbing a McDonald's in Leeds City Centre hashtag he's coming home so these are some of the crackpot sightings Jules Kunde arguing with a ticket officer at Fulham Broadway station because he lost his Oyster card. Uh, And Mason Greenwood at Chick King in Tottenham High Road, says uh, Kevin. So these are some of the rumours, some of the things that are going on uh, this afternoon. We've seen players, uh, those clubs that aren't doing a lot of business today, uh, with your cynical head on, and that's certainly what the Liverpool fans had earlier on when they called Jim and Simon saying, oh yeah, announce Henderson's contract extension (laughs) today, make it feel like a new signing. (laughs) City had done a similar thing with Ruben Diaz deciding today uh, is the day to uh, have them holding up the shirt and signing a new contract. Well, you back can
0: understand tonight. that, but you, you,
1: City fans can't complain. They have spent hundred million on Grealish. They have, yeah. They look right. pretty good. They do. They certainly do. Um, so uh, we're going to be back around the country very shortly. Uh, Alex kripp will be uh, popping in to see us. Have you kind of given up on today? Do you think you're not going to get any more I don't business? Know. Done? We'll see, won't we? Are you I mean, please with your business. Yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah. It's what
0: Chelsea needed. They already had a good team. They just needed somebody who can. Score goals. Yeah, you? I thought he did well on Saturday as well. And Defensively,
1: he did well, didn't he? Yeah, was he but also putting a shift he, in.
0: He set up a chance for Covacic. Yeah. He was, he was put himself about. He's he's good. Yeah, no question. But yeah, it's um, they need a midfielder, but let's see if they get one. Well, I'm not sure they will at this stage. Good luck to Dave Weir as well, friend of the show tonight. Three forty-six a.m. He's going. I thought it was an interesting piece in the Sun today about. His wheelchair, not yeah. having the same technology as others, you know. whereas before we were kind of ahead of people.
1: So. Now, his German uh, rival has, has got a real yeah. kind of high-tech wheelchair, hasn't he? Yeah, it'd be great we, if he could David get medal. it be fantastic. He's going to come and see us, apparently, when he gets yeah. back, which we did yeah. He's a big Arsenal man, isn't he, Dave? I think, isn't he? He's a big Arsenal fan. He won't be it's particularly cheer him at the is moment. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <He's> not, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we will catch up with David Weir when he returns uh, from the paradigm, which has been brilliant again. I mean, it is just a sensational thing to watch mm. isn't it so many great stories and uh, it's been brilliant to to watch over the last week or so the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: ready to
0: pop the question the jewelers at blue nile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Some of the windows in Europe closing that a little bit earlier. Here to uh, look at some of the players that have come in from around Europe that you may know not, not know much about. It's Kevin Hatchard, European football expert. Hi,
2: Kev. How are we, gentlemen? We yeah, well? We're not oh, too yes. bad,
1: thank you. Yes. Quite um, a few players, aren't they? The, you know, interesting names that
0: you could flesh out for us. Yeah,
1: Tommy Yasu especially. And the Arsenal, I mean, hmm. you see, he was linked to Tottenham and, and Leicester and others, but it looks like Arsenal are going to get the deal done. Uh, what can the Arsenal fans expect
2: Yeah, he's a good player. He's good on the ball. Uh, He can play right back, but I think he could maybe also play on the right of a a back three if that's the way that Arsenal wanted to go. He's quite skillful on the ball. He's quite happy to take people on. Um, He can score as well. And I think he's somebody that would be... Pretty consistent and reliable. You know, he played plenty of games for Bologna in Serie A. He's still in his early 20s, so he's got room to grow. And I think he's a dynamic player that would genuinely uh, make a difference to them. So I think that's quite an exciting signing for them given the fact that it's not going very well, is it, to be honest? No, it's an understatement.
0: But it's <laughs> early early days. <laughs> it's very early days. Yes, of What about course, of em- 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 Emerson Royal? I don't really know him or Royal, as I imagine he is. Is he
1: a Royal or is he a Royal? A Royal,
2: uh, Royale, I Oh, think. okay. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, he is a player that I think Barcelona would have wanted to keep, ideally. But because they are in the most extraordinary financial trouble, this is a deal that they had to get done. He's been on loan at Betis for the past couple of seasons. So he's somebody that has had first team experience at a high level. And again, I think there's somebody who's ready for the first team. You know, I don't think this is a a wait and see. I don't think this is a let's see how he gets on. I think he's probably better than what they've got in that position. And I like Tanganga a lot. But but I think he's somebody who's ready for the first team straight away. And so, again, dynamic, likes to get forwards, uh, I think can make a real difference to Spurs.
1: Uh, West Ham fans, should they be pleased that uh, Vlasich has signed?
2: I like him. Mm. I think he's somebody that probably got to the Premier League too early and to a team in flux when he was at Everton mm. and didn't really get the opportunities um, that he would have wished. He's gone away and done well in Russia. And he was a player that Croatia, you know, they, they pick him for their for their national team. Uh, gets forward well, gets into some really clever positions. Uh, good technique as well. And I think, again, he's somebody that second time around in the Premier League can actually make a bit of a difference. So I think West Ham made quite clever signing there.
0: And Kukurella, is that how
1: you pronounce yeah. it? He was at
0: Gatafe, yeah.
2: wasn't he? He was at was another
1: Barcelona player, wasn't he, at one point?
2: Yeah, he was. He came through La Masia. He's another one that I really like. I, I saw him play for Barca in the Youth League a few years ago and really caught the eye, not just because of the sideshow Bob Hare, <laughs> um, but because he's actually a really good player. And he can play either on the left of midfield or as a wing back. Um, but I think he'll probably play left back um, for Brighton a fair bit as well. And again, great on the ball, as you'd expect somebody who came through La Masia to be. And I think given the way they play, given the possession that they like to have in games, Brighton, I think that'll suit him down to the ground. And that's what he's been looking for, because at Hitafe, they've been very much a a team of bruisers, really. I mean, they're a team that has done exceptionally well, Hitafe, and they fight and they scrap. But I think he wants to play for a team that likes to have the ball a bit more. And Brighton is certainly that.
1: Uh, it doesn't look like the Mbappe thing's going to happen, does it? Mm. Uh, he's going to be staying nope. at the PSG for now.
2: No, and I think that suits everybody. And the reason I think that is that if you look at Real Madrid's position, they can now be seen to have tried. So it looks as though they're, you know, they're active and they're trying to do a big deal. And it hasn't quite worked out for them. But they know that Mbappe still wants to join them. So in terms of the, the power play... Between PSG and Real Madrid, I still think in the fullness of time Real still win that battle because they take away a top player that PSG wanted to keep and they take him for free. From Paris's point of view, there's an element of face saving here because if he goes, you know they'll at least get him for another year. They'll be able to line up with Neymar and Mbappe and Messi for a year. So from a kind of PR point of view as well as a football point of view that's good for them Mm. and for Mbappe he'll probably get a better financial deal and a bit more agency over how it all works out so he gets the dream move that he wants in a year's time and he gets to play with Messi for a year Mm. so I think in the end the way this is shaken down it kind of works for everybody. Sure.
1: Um, Adam ola Lookman looks like he's definitely going to be under Leicester today. Why has it not happened for him at Leipzig? He was on loan at Fulham, of course, last season. But um, why, is it,
2: why didn't it happen for him in Germany as it has a lot of other players? Do you know what, gents? It's a real mystery to me, I have to say. Because when he first came to Germany, he was great. He, he was really, really impressive. Scoring goals, making goals really quick. Perfect for that Leipzig system. And then they made a a really big push to sign him permanently. You might remember they couldn't get him originally. Everton didn't want him to go originally. Mm. It took a while to bring him back, but they really persevered. And then they brought him back and he barely played. And I remember when Julian Nagelsmann was there, every time that Ademolo Lukman had a chance to impress, he just looked so desperate to impress that he ended up doing the opposite and he was snatching at chances and he just didn't look relaxed and composed at all. So Mm. I think it's a real shame because I I think he's built for the Bundesliga. I think the the spaces you get on the counter-attack, the opportunities you get, I think he'd be great, but it looks as though that that chapter is closed. Yeah,
0: And in the notes we hear we've got something on Holland latest. I mean, he's definitely staying, isn't he? There's no question about that.
2: Yeah, I think... The one thing we've learned in the past couple of years about Borussia Dortmund is they mean what they say in the transfer market. And they've been briefing all summer long that he was not for sale this window, no matter what the offer was, that um, they knew he was probably going to go in a year when the release clause is 75 million euros. And I always felt that it didn't really make a lot of sense for Haaland to go now, because why would he narrow down a massive list of elite clubs that want to sign him? And just go to PSG. It doesn't really make any sense to me. So I think he's going to have a very exciting year for Dortmund. I think he'll give his all. I think he'll play really, really well. And then I think there'll be an almighty bun fight for him next summer. And, and finally, you end up at
1: Bayern. yeah, well, talking of ending up at Bayern in the great tradition mm. of them hoovering up all the best Bundesliga <laughs> talent. <laughs> uh, Marcel Sabat, who has gone there from Leipzig, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, he has um just on the buying thing by the way with Haaland I, I don't think they're in it i really, really? do mm. they, they'll they'll say they are uh, and they'll have to kind of you know give that impression i just think financially in terms of the the wages and the and the add-ons and the whole thing i am just not sure it's a deal that they'll do if they, they might want flutter, to if, but I just think
1: well if you were having a flutter where do you think he will end
2: up do you know what I, I have I have bounced around. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I do think I, the Ronaldo thing is fascinating to me because I I really do think United are a runner in this race. Mm. I, I do because you've got Jadon Sancho, who he's got a great relationship yeah. with. I think he would enjoy playing alongside. You've got the Solskjaer factor mm. coming back to Manchester. I, I you know obviously you know Alfinger played for for City, yeah. so I, I think they're a, they're a live contender. What Real would love to do, absolutely love to do is sign Mbappe and Haaland in the same window. Okay. So they're, they're the two for me that maybe are, are ahead of the rest. Yeah. Um, just on Zabitzer, by the way, th- this situation kind of really works for him and Bayern and probably for Leipzig as well, because... Julian Nagelsmann, who's the coach at Bayern, knows him really well. He made him the captain of Leipzig last season. So there's a, there's a good relationship there. Zabitzer fills a few gaps in their squad because otherwise they're going to run Kimmich and Goretzka into the ground. And it works for Leipzig because he wasn't going to sign a new deal. They didn't really give him the pay rise that he wanted. And so they get a fee and they're carrying on with a much younger set of players anyway. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. Interesting stuff. Cheers, guys. Kevin Hatchard there, looking at some of the players that are coming from Europe. And, uh, yeah, Cucurella's gone to Brighton, by the way, Uh, a former Barcelona player, so a good bit of business for Graham Potter. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talksport, and it is of course transfer deadline day as you may have gathered by now and we're keeping you in touch with everything that's going on, all the breaking news, the deals getting done, the ones that are falling by the wayside and we'll be doing that right through till 11 o'clock when it slams shut in the UK. We're going to be... Finding out, Palace fans, a bit more about uh, Odson, Edouard and and looking at some of the deals that are being done in Scotland. David Tanner will be joining us uh, later on and we'll be back around the UK. Alex Crook will be here as well with all the very latest news. But uh, very much a, a, a staple of Transfer Deadline Day on this show for many years mm. has been... I mean, we, we we try and have people all over the country as you've been hearing, but we've only ever had... well. One man and and his good friend Anthony Costa of Blue A specialist. He is a specialist. He is the man we turn to. He goes to the Spurs training ground. Very kind of when he's in the country, of course. And these days he
3: mm.
1: he lives in the Canary Islands. But when it, when able to, and he's in the country at the moment, so he has decided this afternoon to spend some time outside the Spurs training ground, watching the comings and goings awaiting Emerson Royale. On an in an open top carriage, really. yes, or in a sedan chair being carried in, as as, as you'd expect of somebody who was Royale. Um, and uh, looking for that car from Molyneux with two fine players in the back. Uh, it is uh, Richard Cracknell, podcaster and Spurs legends host. Good afternoon, Crackers. Hello, Paul.
3: Hello, Andy. How are you doing?
1: We're good, Crackers. So, uh, what's going on at the Spurs training ground? Is are there a number of journalists there?
3: Uh, well, I'm currently parked in the uh, Peter Oden Wingie Memorial Car Park. Nice. And, uh, got my eyes on on the gate. Uh, no, no journalists. Just a, a gaggle of young lads and lassies looking to get a shirt signed with their parents. Uh, and the only comings and goings at present's been a couple of big old JCBs coming in and out of other dump trucks available, by the way, in and out of the uh, training centre. So. I don't know. Perhaps one of them's off to go and pick uh, a Dharma up. Yeah, so, uh...
0: <laughs> it's very good of you to go there, Craig. Because in all the years you've been doing it, nothing's ever happened.
1: It's marvellous. And can you <laughs> what no, were the highlights? No. <laughs> what's have been the highlights of this gig that you've you've had over the years? I, I mean, I, I suppose you, you yeah having a chat with Gary Cuttrell from Sky, but even he's not there today. He's, <laughs> he's in Strasbourg for some reason. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. G- Gary, when we used to go to Chidwell, now at Enfield and everything's more hidden away, it's even harder to see what's going on. But I think a couple of years ago and the burst water, main, uh gave us quite, quite a lot of uh, deadline day action here. Mm. And, uh, but other than that, it's been it's been thin all, I'm affa- afraid. So, yes. so I'm still looking out for Emerson Royal and, uh, as you say, I'm, I'm hoping he turns up and... If we if we can sign Emerson, I'm just hoping and praying that we uh, sign x man City star Paul Lake yes. and Colton Palmer. <laughs> Colton Palmer. Cool. Yeah, oh, of course. course. Yeah, yeah, that, that would way. be perfect. Wouldn't all it? There. Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah. which will be uh, one for the uh, prong fans. <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought Andy would laugh at that more, like a fanfare for the common man. <laughs> hey. he <will>. Now,
1: the I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> after that birthday spread. Well, it's yeah.
1: not a difficult one. Emerson <laughs> Royale. I mean, is he? What's he going to be called? They're saying um, uh, Jim. You're you're suggesting. You think the players might call in Jim Royale, as in the royal family, the Royale family.
3: (laughs) He's now on that Deli and Eric Dyer are going to start calling him Jim in the, in the dressing room, aren't they? And then somebody poor soul from Spurs has got to try and explain to this young Brazilian lad all about Jim Roll. I mean, how that's, yeah. how that's going to pan out. Huh? He's good luck with that. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely known as Jim in the dressing room. Uh, some of the older members of this, they'll
1: be calling him Joe. Weren't Joe, yeah. Some of the older oh, fans, or possibly wrestling fans, I might call Bert. him Bert Bert Royal.
3: Yeah.
1: Imagine if Bert became That's his nickname. Name. I'm just then you get Emerson Royal says, "I love the nickname Bert. I used to love the Royals." Vic Faulkner was one of the great purists. He was. Of they old were the British Royal wrestling. brothers, so they, one was called Bert Royal and the other was called Vic Faulkner. I don't, I never think, understood they, I don't that. think they were related. Anyway, I they it, were related. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's maybe by a marriage. Of a, of Ken, a big fan of Kent Walden and
3: the, uh, and yeah. the sport, <laughs> no, Royal, apparently. Is but
1: great in his in his unveiling video, he ends it, Emerson Raw, saying, "Have a good week till next week, <laughs> grappling <laughs> fans, <laughs> grappling <laughs> fans." <laughs> yeah, it's unlikely now. If he does pull up, you can have a chat with him as someone who's who's speaking a bit of Spanish mm. since you've moved there. Crap. That's you very could true. Maybe you can indulge him in a bit well, of a chat.
3: Well, I think he may. I think he may be a Portuguese speaker. So, uh,
1: oh I, yes I, I that's true. Yeah. Well, he's many, been playing in Spain for a long do. time, and it's I imagine oh, yeah, he's he must Imagine pe- he's picked it up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll get by. Listen, if I can, if I can go and order myself a couple of beers and a sandwich yeah. where I live, I'm sure I can get by chatting to Emerson. Well, we'll be a good cra- ch- uh, it, chat about Cry, cry Baby breaks. He could
1: Cry Baby Jim <laughs> breaks. He <laughs> could maybe take you on as his interpreter. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Be, Ever, yeah. Emerson's interviewed, Crackers gets the gig. <laughs> now I, I I went with my wife to the uh, game at the weekend, and oh, I yeah. did see Crackers in, in the stadium for the Watford game. And my wife, uh, my eldest son, has decided he's he's quite taken with the new Tottenham multi-coloured oh, away one, shirt you know what? and uh... My missy says it looks like a seven year old's um, pajama top from Mothercare back in the day. Oh, that's fairly and accurate. she said, I've not seen any adults in them at all. It's just kids. But of course, who should hove interview you? Crackers wearing wearing <laughs> oh, no. one, one of those <laughs> um, uh, Osibisa Road Crew style t shirts. <laughs> it was quite spectacular. Oh, yeah. But you carried it off, you made it look good. I think she's now sold on the idea that, <laughs> that an adult can, can pull it off.
3: Well, if if I can pull that off in my medium sized uh, away shirt, because I do <laughs> like it baggy, then anybody can. Yeah. So, uh, get handy in mind. There's a man for some sartorial elegance. Uh, yeah. I've,
1: Chelsea have got, got one of their the own are absolutely terrible really? shirts. You've stopped yeah. wearing the shirt, and you re- I think you've reached the stage you felt, what was it, well, si- 60. Was that the cut off? <laughs> <was> the 65 <laughs> was the cut off for wearing the club shirt. I have, I have considered it a Kaku shirt, I'm thinking of Oh, really? You, he's, he's brought you back, has he's brought you back to it that's fantastic better Sal- call Sal yeah <laughs> that's right you don't mind when players are on loan that's always high that's risk that's always a bad move um, so Craig uh, finally nothing going on that dispersed training you've, you've seen a couple of uh, dump trucks um, no Emerson rule. no car coming no cab from Wolverhampton nothing
3: no no I've got my spotters uh, stationed on bridges over the A4123 <laughs> that runs from Wolverhampton to Dudley they've reported back nothing and uh oh. So let's see. I mean, we're we're just under eight hours away from the window slamming shut. Why it doesn't glide closed or just shut, I don't know. But it slams shut. And, of course, Daniel Levy, that means he's got about seven and a half hours before, like, you know, the wallet opens and the phone switches on. So uh, we're a long long way off yet from Tottenham beginning to do their business at about 10.35 this evening. So what's his face?
1: Fantastic. Cheers, Crackers. Thanks very much. All the
3: best. Cheers,
1: guys. There we are. It's Richard Cracknell outside the Spurs training. ground. there's nothing happening there. Crackers are again a podcaster and host of those Spurs legends. night. It's quite interesting that we've always known that our good friends in mm. Sky Sports News have a, uh, a time remaining ticker on deadline day. But I don't know if this is a new development. They're doing it in tenths of a second. I don't know what they're It's expecting. like someone's going to dip at the line in <laughs> <they're> 100 metres. <laughs> It's just the idea (laughs) that a deal could get done within a tenth of a second, just before 11 o'clock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I mean, normal service effectively uh, probably resumes tomorrow, but we will be looking back on the business that was done and the winners and losers. And you're back on Thursday for the birthday spread and then in the studio on Friday. Uh, Charlie Baker will be with me from... uh, one tomorrow if you can join us great if not podcast available around 4 30 you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the
2: guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport